When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coach Pad has now been around for three seasons, and coaches everywhere are saving time and being more efficient when it comes to scout cards. Coach Robinson from Texas says, The thing I most enjoy is the ease of access to all the scout cards and how I can draw on them if I need to make any changes. Every coach that uses it says that it is so great to use. If you and your staff are tired of the old ways of preparing and using scout cards, check out thecoachpad.com to start enjoying scout team and making the 2023 season better than ever. Uh, Welcome back to another episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast. Uh, Today we have um, the head coach at Beaver Creek. I almost said new, but it's not necessarily new anymore. Uh, Coach Colvin. Uh, Coach, how you doing? Doing great, Nick. I'm doing all right, Coach. How are you? Doing good. Um, Good. like, Like I said, you just took over the Beaver Creek program pretty much almost a year ago at the time of this recording, give or take a month. Um, But I mean, let's kind of backtrack for a second is how did you end up as the head coach at uh, Beaver Creek, kind of one of the largest school districts in our state? Yeah, that's a, that's a a big question, man. Um, How did that happen? Um, Yeah, it was, it was not on the radar. Um, You know, I will always go away saying I L-O-V-E, Shamanad Julian, that was a great place, one of the best places for me. Um, you know, will always love and hold that place dear uh, to to my heart and my growth as a professional, as a as a man. Um, you know, uh, in my faith life, just so many things. So, um, but anyway, I mean, obviously they were looking. Um, Brad Pompas gave me a call one day and just said, "You want to talk about it?" and it's like, I'm like, I don't think I do, you know, no, I don't think I just don't see that. And I give my wife credit. Cause she's like, well, why would you just say, I was like, well, okay, I get, maybe we'll give this thing a try, you know? And so we talked and, um, and talked more and then talked more and then talked more. And, um, you know, that a lot of people will say like, it left CJ to go to Beaver Creek football. I mean, CJ, we're doing well. And, um, Beaver Creek wasn't winning and, it's more than that, you know, like uh, professionally, the way they take, they, that they've taken care of me um, and allowing me to do some things administratively, but still coach football. Um, you know, I really felt that that's where my career was tracking off the field. Um, I was getting a lot of the chance to do that at CJ um, a little bit, but the way that they packaged that with my time uh, to be able to do that in coach football, um, you know, made it very enticing for me. Um, a lot of support from the family and, um, you know, obviously you're like, you take the challenge of a, a, a winless football team, um, you know, and not knowing what to expect. And, um, and it was a big effort. I mean, one year in is big effort. It was, it was hard. It was difficult, had a lot of fun. So I've, I've coached, you know, many, many years. And I will say this was, it's one of the funnest years I've had coaching football. Um, and it's not that you celebrate, uh, losing. I just really enjoyed learning these kids. Um, I know what probably people say away from the community about them and maybe even in the community. 
about the football program and these kids who play and you know all these things and um you know i can look into their eyes and and, and try to call them winners and we're going to try to do that um because they're really good kids um they want to learn they want to commit they want to work and uh, i'm here for that man and uh, you know and taking on the challenge and seeing what we can do here in this off season and in year two but um yeah that was it was a big change for me and um i'm proud and happy that brad pompas called me um because it really did become a really cool uh, event for my career at this point okay and kind of talk about that for a second you were at cj what like 20 years or something something along those lines yeah, sure. or? Was it 19, 19 or 20 I actually student taught there too as well so you had i don't always add that year so definitely 20 at least 20 years uh maybe 21. so yeah. what was that i mean Let's talk about CJ for a second. It, it, what was it kind of like? I mean, building's a strong word. CJ's had success on and off. Yeah, for, absolutely. I mean, but like, what was it like being and building it to your vision um, for that 20 years? I mean, you started as a, as a student teacher. You were a position coach there. You were a D coordinator. Um, you were the head coach for, was it, like 10 years. Um, what was that process like for you? Uh, before you came to Beaver Creek? Um, you know, probably why it was such a difficult decision. It was that it was seamless. It was easy. It made sense. Um, you know, my wife has a really big time job. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in Catholic education, man. So like, you know, I'm, there's, there's an art of service, you know, and, 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 you know, not expecting your bank account to grow immensely, you know? So, um, you know, I know who's taking care of our home and I admittedly tell people that man, like, um, you know, so I knew I wasn't going to be out of date and Ohio I was going to be here. And I thought the getting into CJ as a student teacher, becoming a teacher, position coach, it was like, this is the best place for me. Um, it made sense. And so just staying there and I guess doing my job along the way, uh, they continued to trust and give me additional responsibilities, you know, and, you know, up to becoming the director of student services. I was really proud of that. I was a teacher for 15 years and, uh, you know, entered administration just before COVID. Uh, shout out to Greg Muller and Steve Fuchs, um, you know, my guys over there, man, that, um, you know, I, my first year at admin is, is 2019, right into COVID. Um, I'm an interim assistant principal, um, you know, and, and just getting to go through that with them. I was just, I'm super proud of that time that we had um and the work we did to get school back open and get kids to school and whether masks and COVID, all that stuff um but yeah it was it was seamless it was easy it made sense um which has made it a tough decision to leave cj you know um you know i think a lot of people are still kind of surprised by it um you know that i'm not there but um you know, it was 20 20 great years um and again like i said earlier like i really grew in so many ways coach professional a man, a man of faith, you know, all those things that that place did for me. Um, but a lot of good coaches on the way, Coach Jim Place. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, first year as a coach, Jim Place is the, is the guy. And, um, you know, I, I remember first game, we're playing Northmont at Welcome, 10,000 people, ringer in the backfield. Um, man, uh, and we went on a last second play. And before that game, you know, they're talking about Coach Place's pregame speeches. And, uh, you know, like, man, I played high school football for Coach Beck. I played college football for Coach Kelly. Like, but I've been fired for a game before, and I'm in that locker room as a coach ready to run through the lockers with the kids, man. Like, that guy will take you from here to there, um, you know, the way he motivates. So getting him and then, you know, Andy Helms, who replaced him, and 
uh, gave me a great opportunity to be a defense coordinator and, uh, you know, trusted me and uh, really grew close with him and his family. You know, his wife is one of my kids' godmothers and, um, you know, and then getting the chance after him to be the head football coach, 30 years old, raw, don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, had really good players coach, uh, really good players, and that really helped along the way at CJ. You find really good coaches. You, you talked about Mo, um, you know, Corey Hart and Timmy Zabo, Brandon Payne. Jeremy Valentine, I mean, go on and on. I could go with just so many great coaches I had, um, you know, to help make what we did, you know, possible. So, um, so yeah, I don't know, man. Just, just it was, it's the right place for me, you know, for twenty years. Now, kind of with that, how much of the stuff culturally did you bring over to Beaver Creek, and then how much, and then how much did you have to add or change things? Like I know you, you and Mo both do the. Um, summer competition, the houses, um, in the off season, how much of your stuff did you bring with you? The stuff you like to do culturally and how much did you add or change, um, yeah. as you went to Beaver Creek? A great question coach, because, um, the whole intent was to come and flood and just do everything right away. Um, you know, like, um, we, I learned pretty quickly. We were just a little behind a lot of behind on many things. Um, and, and in terms of what we wanted to do from a football standpoint, uh, we really had to spend a lot of time just like weight room and football teach knowledge. You know, our, our quarterback, Spencer Johnson, great kid, spectacular kid. Um, he's a safety in college, college coaches. You gotta, you gotta get this kid. He'll go to wit. He'll go to Wilmington. He's D3. He, he, great kid. Um, but his fourth offense in four years. Right. So like, you know, so we're trying to run a little bit of read stuff and obviously power and uh, and read off of that. He ended up leading our team in, in carries this year, um, you know, which kind of fits him. So but there are a lot of things we were trying to get done that our kids just weren't familiar with uh, in terms of routes and uh, and those types of things. So we didn't get to do as much culture building stuff as we wanted to do in year one. Um, you know, the house system, we tried to bring that over. I didn't do a great job with that again. Uh, we had to put some things on pause to, to become a better football knowledge football team, um, you know, but we did. We did our team camp at Witt in the summer. Um, you know, the one thing that kids will tell you that they play for Coach Colvin, they're going to get a lanyard every year with the link. Um, they're going to get a wristband with the with the quote or mantra or saying. Um, and at team camp, we're going to talk about that. Um, you know, the idea of the link is that you're linked together. Um you know, I asked the kids to wear that link at all times. I still have my link that I got in 1999 from the University of Dayton. That's how much it means to me. Um, you know, just having that link on my lanyard you know, or on my keychain, and, and being able to feel that it just reminded me all the time of, you know, it's bigger than me. There's guys that were relying on me. I'm trying to do the right thing, make the right decision. And um, so we try to implore that into our kids. You know, summer camp's big on that. Uh, it's our kids being linked together, you know. Um, you know, and then whatever our mantra is for the year last year, it was build the dam. I think I want to continue that to be honest, because we still got some building to do, um, you know, and, uh, that's, those are things we've had at CJ, CJ kids are going to have all those things. Hopefully to this day, you know, your senior year, you get your double links, um, you know, and I ask those kids to, uh, to hold on to those. And it's always great coach. When you see a coach, you uh, see a kid, you coach 10 years ago, come back and say, coach, I got my links, right? Like. You know what? Because coach, I still got my link, man. And, and, and it, and I, I individually cut those things every year. My wife watched me do it. She's like, you, you never delegate that to a coach. I said, it means, it means a lot to me to cut the link. 
you know, and put those links on the lanyard, give those to the kids. And I tell those kids that, you know, that's how important it is for me. Coach Colvin spends about two to three days during the week getting ready for camp, cutting links, going to Lowe's and getting links, you know. So um, I'd say, but those, those are the, those things. And then the kids will always say, you know, culturally, what does Coach Colvin believe? You don't quit, you don't complain, you don't make excuses. Like, uh, and, and I think I've kind of summarized it. Coach Mo might tell you the, to putting it on a plate. Things aren't going to go well. Put it on a plate and eat it. And let's go. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Right? I mean, we're going we're gonna to quit now. We're going to, we're crying about, you know, whose fault it doesn't matter. We got to move on, you know? So, you know, don't quit. Don't complain. Don't make excuses. Um, you know, trust your link, trust your brother, you know, and, and do what we say we're going to do. Try and build the dam. And, you know, and you need guys like the senior class last year, you know, I told them like, you're not going to get the immediate effects of what you're put, putting into this program right now. Uh, but you're going to see it some years down the way, you know, Brent Couch, who came back to play football since his freshman year. And, um, you know, uh, uh, Logan Spate, you know, came back, great lacrosse player, already got a scholarship, decided to come back, play football, uh, play corner to line up against Anthony Brown and, and Jackson McGowan, you know I mean? So like those guys did a lot, even though we didn't win as much coach, um, you know, those kids did a lot for us to, um, you know, believing in some of the things I think we talked about, trusting your teammates, trying to build for what we're trying to do, um, you know, don't complain, don't cry, don't make excuses, go play football. Um, so, you know, I'm hoping those things that we can, can just continue going into, uh, while still adding some things we didn't get to do, uh, in year one. I get it. So, but you kind of mentioned you had to put some stuff on hold. So as going forward, what are you going to, is there any new implementations or stuff that you didn't get to that you're going to try to hit this year? Like you said, you've kind of had to put some of the house stuff on hold and didn't explain it the way you kind of wanted to going forward, like what adjustments are you going to make? Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's adjustments right now, man, the focus is, is weight room. So, um, you know, got a, got a chance to work with our former strength and conditioning coach over at CJ, Melanie Red. And I told her when I was leaving, like, you know, probably won't get to, to you right away, but I want to talk to you going into our full year of strength and conditioning uh, just to make sure that we're doing, you know, I, I would love to have her over at Beaver Creek working with all the sports because I think she's that great. CJ's lucky to have her, um, you know, and I'm proud of her, you know, but just we've been working with her over break. We did a coaching clinic with her over break uh, just to get ourselves ready to, to teach and, and, and coach up, um, you know, getting our kids bigger, faster, stronger. That's what I'm coach. That's what I'm most excited about. Um, so that's not a tweak. It's just something that we have to do. It's something we've always done. Uh, Mo will tell you that. Corey will tell you that. Like, um, you know, we weren't birthed with like, behemoth athletes at cj there were a couple but we had to really build some guards that could pull across the center and some 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 nose guards that could split a double i mean you had to build those kids and uh it's no different you know to where we're at now even if we were blessed with those kids we still have to because you know springfield is so good and centerville is so tough and north i mean you can have a good foot i think what wayne lost four games in the g-walk three games in the g-walk and i thought they were i thought they were talented all over the place you know so um, so I, I don't know if there's anything else on my mind, to be honest with you, than getting back on January 3rd and start getting our, our off season program going, getting the kids there, getting tested, get their numbers and start working, you know, building the percentages and, 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 and getting in the hallways and running and, um, you know, and try to try to get to the point next season where you look back on this time and say, we spent our time, right. We, we got our kids committed, uh, believing, um, and it's going to help us do something special, man. I believe that. I believe that. I've won a GWAT game in how many years? I don't know. 
good goal next we got to do that coach you got to do that next year and so we're going to start trying to do that january 3rd now kind of you've mentioned your background as a defensive guy and and you guys kind of got the reputation while you're at cj being more of a three three um cover three cover one team Would, would you say that's your identity as a defensive coach um like I said, I know you, during your height, you guys kind of got a reputation of running power, RPOs, um, and then your 3-3 defense. Would you say that's your defensive identity, or what would you say that yours is? Absolutely. So um, I love the stack. Corey Harden was a great coach who convinced me, um, you know, that that was the best plan for our for our, uh, for our team at that time. Um, you know, I, I play at University of Dayton. We are too high, too read. Um, you know, course team, um, took that with me to CJ right away. And, um, really we had, you know, so, so we, at that time at CJ, we had two safeties, you know, Donovan Lane and Marco Gresham went, both went to play, uh, college football, uh, Indiana state and, um, Notre Dame college, um, two of my favorite players that ever like, and they, they were like ball hawking safety type kids. So we stayed in, I, I really enjoyed the two high type defense um, where you could have safeties down Michigan state. I'm not saying that's what we did, but like Michigan state pit, you know, line them up at nine yeah. nosy, right. You down, downhill, get your read. Um, we were really good with those guys. Um, you know, I think of Marco and guys will get, make fun of me for talking about Marco, but he might be my all time favorite kid. Like that kid, uh, we actually had my first year, we made it to the regional final, lost to Clint Maskey, tough loss. Uh, but we are running a defense called Gap Marco Black. And we were just set in the front, two two eyes, two fives, um, two inside backers, playing man free, except the free safety. Whenever we called Marco Black, he was just nosy blitz and he could pick whatever gap he wanted. Coach, and we shut teams out. It wasn't schematics. Um, dude was nice. He was a good player. And so we let him be free in Rome and then we called black and he'd find a B gap to blitz, take away from a backer. So, uh, but too high coming out of college was what I wanted. I always thought you needed two, two safeties. Um, you know, both it allowed for a coverage adjustment, those types of things. And then, um, I always viewed, you know, you could use your safeties in the run game if you read it right. Um, you know, one guy fill, one guy CRC or counter reverse cutback stays flat and, um, maybe gets back into deep third of his play action. It's always like that. And then um, Corey Harden comes along, you know, and we're running the three, four at the time, still too high. Um, and, uh, you know, introduces the stack and it was complicated for me. I don't know, you know, um, uh, so I said, I'm not the smartest guy, man. Like it's, so it's gotta make sense to me, you know, but really enjoyed how you could, I think in the stack be multiple, but keep the box set. Um, I think that's probably the number one thing that, intrigued me about it you had six guys in the box um you were gap sound um i guess when tight ends came in the game you had some adjustments you had to make um you know but depending on your personnel yeah the stack is great especially if you have a lot of you know those mid-level high school linebackers those altar kids those 511 190s they got a whole team of them um you know kids that you need to get on the field that might not be able to have their hand in the dirt you might find a place you know in the middle of the defense for them now, with that, so when you went to Beaver Creek, how much, because like I said, your reputation at CJ was the stack and RPO power, essentially. How much of that stuff did you want to bring with you and brought with you? And how much of it, okay, I hired these people. This is what they're good with. This is what our kids are. 
how much of that like what became your identity there um so yeah i'm big on i'm big on trusting guys that i like and letting them do what they want to do so um like talking about Corey freed you know he's our offensive coordinator um you know he was a, he was a really good football coach at dunbar was their head coach went over to centerville with brent was doing a really good job over there um and uh he and i met and talked i didn't even know he lived in beaver creek didn't you know his son goes to beaver creek city schools um he loves to run power like i was like thank you lord lord works in mysterious ways at times and um i think we talked for about 45 minutes and a beer over at, at b-dubs and now he's my my guy i'm working with him on the football field and he's in the building uh working in an all in the program that i'm supervising so uh, i get to work with Corey a lot and um you know what he's doing offensively is exactly what I'd want to do, you know, especially with what we have, you know, people are like what, you know, there's your spread at Beaver Creek. Well, we ran the ball a lot in a conference that was tough to run the ball against. So we committed ourselves, um, you know, to run the ball um, and running power and, and then being good off of that play. So that's going to stay. We're going to keep doing that. And then defensively, um, you know, as I said, right before Corey came, we, we evolved to a three, four, I thought we were really good at that at CJ uh, and then went to the stack. And, you know, again, I give Corey Harden a lot of credit for that. Um, and so Caleb was more comfortable with the three, four. And, you know, I thought it was his time professionally for him to have the opportunity to, to call it up. You know, he hadn't had that yet in his career. And I think he's going to be a heck of a head football coach one day. And so, um, yeah, I was on board, man. Like we, we talked about three, four, the two read and that's coach. That's why I came out of college. So yeah, I was comfortable with it. Um, you know, what I did learn, is you know we're going to be a little bit more um uh i don't know we can't just sit i found ourselves sitting a lot um you know defensively uh we got to be a little bit more attacking a little bit more in the box uh, you know like i say tempo coverage like we got to be able to so we might have to play a little bit more one high safety next year to do some things that i think we need to do and right now without a defense coordinator i think i might be that guy so um i've actually been working there i tr brought my trusty notebook just in case we were going to because <laughs> I've been, uh, you know, I've been in the notebook just trying to look at what I think. Just play, think you play Xenia week one. Uh, Mo's gonna run power and he's gonna try to get your your linebackers nosy and throw it over their head and you know and um, hit the backside post off an RPO. Like he's gonna do his thing. So, you know, how do we match up with that in space, but also be able to tackle in the box and and then you play the G walk outside of Fairmont. You know, you're. You're getting, you got an H back in your face, kind of same idea, same thing. Um, so we have to, we have to be a little bit better attacking or have some answers, I guess, in the midst of, of the games that we didn't have defensively, I think, next year. And that, that's not a knock on Caleb. That's just our kids weren't ready to do some things that we needed to do, um, you know, defensively, you know. So, um, so we'll see. I don't know. I, like right now, we're, we run power and we play the three, four this past year. I think we're going to run power. We're going to do something defensively. I don't know if it's going to be exactly a three, four again. No, I get it. I get it, coach. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned that I mean, this, you're, you have some open spots right now. Um, how did you go through the hiring process? Cause like you did that. I mean, you didn't have to do a lot of that at CJ. I mean, you, your staff was pretty stable, especially towards yeah. the last couple of years until, um, both Hardens left you for head coaching jobs. Um, and then you obviously got Beaver Creek job, hired a new staff, and then you have some openings this year. How do you go through the hiring process and looking for assistance? Yeah. Um, 
So if I, if I don't have to, um, if I don't have to, I don't need to announce, you know, Hey, Beaver Creek's looking for coaches come, um, you know, I've had not a ton of success with that. Um, you know, I really, it's about relationships, man. Like it's about who, you know, um, and convincing guys to come be with you. Um, so I, I really like to reach out to guys that are available, um, who, who I know want to grind, um, you know, just, I know what we expect the workload to be. Um, you know, I, I've learned for some coaches, that's not what they wanted it to be. And, um, it's, it's good to know guys who grind. It's good to know guys who've been through the, um, you know, been through a, a good system or such. Uh, but I think it's about relationships and knowing people and, and knowing someone who knows somebody. Like I think about Corey Freed, you know, he coached at Dunbar. We scrimmaged against each other when I was at CJ. Never really talked to Corey Freed before, but my best friend coaches at Centerville. All right. And so it's like, I was like, how's Corey? I reach out to him. You know, and he, now he's at Beaver Creek, but I know he's spoken for, he's, he's a great coach. Um, you know, but I think if, whenever you're hiring, you need to make sure that you get a good chance to try to know the, the, the candidate uh, as good as possible. Um, you know, yes, they can be smart. They can know all the things, um, you know, but are they going to be someone that, you know, you can sit in a room Sunday through Saturday, you know, with 10 other guys that maybe you've been developing or working with or understand your expectation? Um, you know, can they be in that room together? Um, are they too smart? Right. So I got an OC, you know, I got Mo, I got Momo who's doing a great job. But I got a guy who wants to come in and, 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 and do it all, you know, who, who can't be humble, maybe in an interview, uh, but gosh, he's smart. He can help you, but is he going to come in and mess up a, a dynamic, you know? So I think those things all, um, you got to take into consideration, but the more people, you know, you know, like it's one thing I love coaches, like the brotherhood uh, of coaching, you know, I just respect it so much, just guys doing what you're doing, you know, and, and, you know, out in two a days and missing family, like there's something to be said about that, man. So I just respect it and then trust those guys that, you know, have, have coached can recommend guys that they're going to give you the best guys that they can, you know? Now you mentioned that staff dynamic there. And I think an interesting thing I saw it and I don't know if you want to talk about it is, is I saw that you took, you took your whole staff out to dinner along with their wives. Um, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I saw you post that on Facebook. Do you want to kind of talk about the mythology kind of behind like why you do that? Um, yeah, man, uh, football family. So that's, it's, it's just another way of explaining to our football community that we are our family. And so, um, you know, I send weekly emails to our football family. That's our parents, grand, whoever's on the, whoever's care, taking care of Jimmy and Johnny. Um, they get an email from coach Coleman during the season, every Sunday, um, just to kind of explain the week and expectations for the week and who we're playing and how we got to do and how we did last week. And, um, but I always address it football family. Um, you know, we try to do an event in the summer that brings our football family together, whether it's a pizza party at a seven on seven, whether it's, a uh, um, the draft, uh, the house draft, um, you know, picnic in the summer, whatever it's going to be something we can bring everyone together, but it's just a way of saying like mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, uncle, aunt, brother, they're, they're part of this as well. So when they drop their kid off at seven thirty AM in the summer, three days a week, when they 
drop him off for two days and give him a, a packed lunch and pick him up on time at 4 p.m. Um, you know, like they're part of helping us get to the next level. And so, uh, but the, the night out with our wives, is just another way of saying thank you to the spouses, you know, um, you know, they're the ones and I've learned that a long time ago and I'm fortunate you know, that my wife figured it out a long time ago that in the fall, it's just over, you know, the fall. And then the first week of February, the first weekend of February, those are the weekend, that weekend she, she's not going to see me. And then, you know, during the fall, but, um, but they, they sacrifice a lot. You know, I'm not the only one with kids, um, you know, on the, on the team, you know, Corey's running around trying to see his kid play football, his wife's everywhere. She's traveling, working. So it's just a way to say thank you. And I'm thankful for, to our Beaver Creek football club for, they sponsor that, you know, so they, you know, they've come to support the vision I have for us to just be, you know, collectively together, you know, from the coaches to the spouses, to the parents, to the, all the ones raising the kids. And um, if we all want to be, if we want to be good, if we want to come to a game and, you know, not consistently see a two and eight football team and we want to celebrate a, a winning football team, it's because we've all done what we needed to do. So all about the family, man. And then, and then I, I've also been told that you, you go around uh, your lunchroom quite frequently trying to recruit kids. Um, see, like I said, I know people at, at Beaver Creek. Um, like how, one, how accurate that, and, that and, and kind of, I mean, you want kind of, I mean, I think some coaches don't necessarily do a great job at recruiting kids. So, I mean, you, you took over a school where, I mean, there's a plethora of kids that don't play football. Do you want to kind of talk about your mythology about trying to get some of those kids out that don't necessarily play? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm always in the lunchroom. Um, twofold. Uh, it, I have time to do, I make time to do it. Um, I think it's a little, takes a little stress off of, of our admin team. You know, it's another um, adult in the lunchroom. Um, it's like, I'm just joking, coach. I'm in there to, to go see the kids, man, you know? Um, and absolutely, you know, if I see a kid that I've not met, I'm going to say hi to him and see what he's doing. And if he's not doing anything, I encourage him to talk to me about football. So, um, yeah, I think you have to do that at a Beaver Creek for sure. There are a lot of kids and I, you know, before I got there, I'm understanding there were a lot of kids who had played, you know, who kind of walked away and we were able to get a few kids back in our short time. Um, the hope is that, you know, we grow that even more, you know, going forward. So I think that's an absolute must, um, which is another importance of the head coach being in the building, you know, like to not only see his kids, but um, there might be another kid walking around with big calf muscles that, you know, might, might be able to run and catch a football. So, uh, and that, that's actually benefited me at CJ, you know, finding kids like that coming out. I mean, CJ Riazzi playing football one year, his senior year, talented basketball kid. He goes to Air Force Academy to play football. He's now an officer out in San Diego now because he played football in Cotton. Like, you got to find those kids. So, um, but yeah, that's a very accurate story. Whoever told you that, the coach Coleman's in the lunchroom rubbing elbows absolutely that is definitely true yes and, and, and then my last question for you is it, you take this either way you either talk trash to him or tell me a mo harden story a mo harden story <laughs> a mo harden obviously story. keep pg uh, absolutely absolutely i i don't know any rated r stories of mo so uh-huh <laughs> a mo harden story i can't talk trash to him his football team's too good and he's doing too good of a job. Um, you know, I, I will say I taught Mo when he was a freshman in high school. Um, and uh, so when I look at Mo today, that man has grown up tenfold. Um, Mo would have been one of those kids as a freshman 
and not that I have this list, but, but as a teacher, you have a list of kids that like, if they were 18, you'd like to take them out in the, you know, like they need a little lesson top to a little too confident, a little too, a little too forward. Um, He might've been on that list as a freshman, um, but I'm just, I'm proud of Mo just because of where he started. Um, You know, he really matured. He really grew up. I really overcame a lot and he that dude worked so hard coaching football um you know so you know i can't talk trash about him um i don't know if i have a a good pg story about him but you know all i think i say about mo is like i'm not surprised in year two that he did what he did because he was always questioning himself as you said he am i good enough is am I, can i do this can i lead can i like if you don't go these boys love you this community's gonna fall in love with you. Uh, he's done nothing but like grown that thing overnight. And I think he's got one of the best jobs in Southwest Ohio, man. Like Xenia is a, I think a gold mine of, for the ability to win, um, get, get in the playoffs and win, you know, division two. And, you know, obviously play some good teams, but you don't have to go see Moeller or anybody at some point, you know? So no, shout out to Momo, man. That's my guy. Perfect, Coach. Well, Coach's, uh, get, hit, Coach's Twitter will be in the bio. Give him a follow. Um, I mean, check out Beaver Creek coming up this year. Um, other than that, uh, check out our sponsor, CoachPad. Um, and that is in our episode of the Gap Down Backer Podcast. <laughs>